1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: All right, folks. Welcome to another edition of Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We are in week 13 that's right folks lucky number 13 or for some people unlucky number 13 week 13 here in the NFL season this is Zach of the Nose like we always do here we're going to go over all of our stuff today with you today all of our normal segments it's not Zach of the Nose without my partner in crime the nose himself and we have a lot to talk to so I got to bring him right on and get right into everything nosy welcome to week 13 by the way if you don't uh, hear what you want to hear on the show today You can always tweet at The Nose, at Spencer Nose, N-O-S-E. Nosey, week 13, welcome.
3: Oh yeah, welcome is right, and what a welcome we had last night with one of the better offensive games we have seen all year. Right, What a performance between uh, Seattle and Dallas. So as we approach what for most leagues are right now, Zach, we have two more weeks to get ourselves to whatever position we need to be at, whether we're trying to fight for the playoffs, like in you uh you and I just discussed about your fantasy league, right? Or whether you're trying to get yourself that coveted by the biggest, you know, I talk about that bye week like it's sacred, literally sacred, because if you could get that bye week, it eliminates so many possibilities of bad luck, which by the way, is a real thing in fantasy. So by all means, I hope you uh, are in a position that you could listen to this show, gather some advice, get some uh, some laughs, but more importantly, get your lineup perfect for the best opportunity to win this week, then next week, and then, hey baby, we're entering the tournament. And it's a whole right. different it's a whole different world in a few a few weeks from now. But I'm really excited for this week. Again, coming off a really fun night last night.
2: Yep, good stuff. We, we don't normally do the shows here on Friday, so we did get Thursday Night Football in the be- in the books before we got to start doing this show tonight, which is a lot of fun. We normally kick you off uh, the week uh, right before Thursday Night Football. And by the way, I want to bring this up two nose because for a long time this season I've been talking to you and we've been joking about the fact um, that one of my fantasy teams is undefeated. Well, folks, Larry Zonka popped the bottle of champagne. The Dolphins still are the only undefeated team ever in NFL history, and I didn't make it. I lost by three points, uh, but it's it's good to get that loss before the playoffs, right, because you don't want to lose in the first round or, or that second round of the playoffs. Let me get it out of the way quickly here, but yes, my team all season long for some reason. I can't explain to you why. I don't know what it is, the luck of the draw or not. I went 11-0 to start the season. I'm now 11-1. Tears are coming out, but I'm still happy I'm in first place.
3: What uh? What was your reaction when Mercury Morris called you? What what did you say to him?
2: Uh, I was a little shocked, uh, because it was a Facetime call. I didn't tell you all of it. It was a Facetime call. Larry Zonka was on there. Larry Little was on there. Mercury Morris was on there. Um, Bob Greasy couldn't get connected. It just said his name on the bottom of the screen, but we couldn't see his face. Uh, and they all said to me, "Great, you know, eleven and zero start, awesome." We don't. We never see that. Uh, but then I heard in the background the bottle of champagne popping. I believe it was one of those bottles from um, the brewery down here in South Florida, Funky Buddha that do the 72 perfect season brew every year popped it. I'm good. I'm happy. I would have been nice to go undefeated the whole season long, but I figured I'd get it. And it was really nice to get that phone call that FaceTime from them. So now that that happened, I feel a little bit better about my, my season in here, but yeah, it doesn't happen very often. I was kind of not talking about it because it's, you know, you're throwing the no hitter. You don't talk about the pitcher throwing the no hitter. And I was doing it for a while. So enough with my BS. But yes, yeah, 11 and 1 now. And I got the call. Very happy about it now going into the last couple of weeks. And as Nosy pointed out, um, this is it. The time is right now uh, to get in and get your spot in the playoffs. We had weeks where it was, don't worry. You're only a, a, one and three, or you're only two and four, or whatever the case. Whatever you are now, it is playoff time. And if you're close to the playoffs, that means your playoffs have started. In one of my leagues, my big league, I'm in week two of the playoffs now. I'm not in just week one of the playoffs. I'm in week two because every week now, if you lose, you're out. So every decision you make counts. And it helped last night when, by accident, I had to start Brandon Cooks. Thank goodness for that one. That was nice.
3: That's not an accident. That was a great start against a very bad defense. And and as we know, we'll we'll jump into that game in a little bit. But Dallas uh, at home. That is a lot of fun if you have any of those Dallas
2: players. Oh, God, it is great stuff. Nosy, we got to get into this too. Before we get – we normally will go over all the stuff that happened last week that either got you the win or got you that L, and we'll do that. This is one of those weeks. We go through a couple weeks where there's no bye weeks, no teams on bye. We go through weeks where there's major teams on bye. Nosy, this late in the season, getting into the playoffs, getting into positioning – There are what, six teams on bye? And there's a lot of players here that are not going to be playing this week. Nozzy, go over that a little bit and scare the people as much as they're not going to want to hear this. They got to hear it.
3: Well, it's just wild because as you just said, you know, we're in week 13 and there's a lot of teams that are hovering in the upper area. Let's call it the top four in the standings. But some of those teams, you know, haven't had a player like Josh Allen be on the bench for a bye week or a Lamar Jackson be on the bench. So it is crazy that we're in week 13, two weeks away from the absolute final, you know, the playoffs, right and here we are. There's no Baltimore. So you have to replace a Lamar, you know, Augusta bus, maybe a little Zay flowers. You got no Buffalo, which is obviously just a big time uh, offensive team with no Josh Allen, no James cooks, no Diggs, no Gabe Davis. If you have to start them, Kincaid has become a top tight end. Gotta replace all those guys. Let's just move on. You know, you got no Justin Fields or DJ Moore, who's just been really good all year. You take Las Vegas, and I know Devonte Adams has been up and down, but man, you know, it's still nice to have him in the lineup at this Absolutely. time of the year. Josh Jacobs, the same feeling. They're both on a bye. You've got Minnesota with now all of a sudden Jefferson's back next week, but you can't start him this week. Addison's been fantastic in his, you know, while JJ's been gone. Add a little TJ Hawkinson as a top three tight end. And those players are all gone. And then we can just have a little laugh at the last one. You know, the Giants. So no Danny DeVito for you with the uh, the paisan. Hey, uh, hey, hey, you know, hey, That's not a real a sauce. That's a gravy. But, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe Saquon Barkley, who's been overall a disappointment as well. So you have six teams that you have to navigate around bys in such a crucial week. So yes, there's a lot of questions out there as who to start, who to sit. And I am getting contacted on Instagram, on Twitter, on direct messages. And I am believe I'm, I'm putting in the time and I believe I'm giving out some good advice. So absolutely feel free to contact me because again, these buy teams, they're some real players you got to replace and
2: you need to get the win this week. No, Z, does this normally happen this late in the season with these bye weeks like this? Like, like I mean, I, maybe I'm just acting like an idiot because I'm looking at it and I'm not really doing my research on it, and that's 100% possible. But week 13, six teams on bye, maybe like one or two, possibly four, because I know sometimes they go to four, but six teams, that's a lot of teams on bye this late into the season. I want to say, Zach, that it's
3: been over the last only two to three years that the the bye weeks have gone so far they added a week 18 and when they did that these bye weeks pushed forward look i'm not going to jump ahead of myself but we're not done yet next week you still have two teams on a bye now yes it's arizona and washington maybe not the biggest powerhouses in the world but we'll get into some of those players there are offensive players on both of those teams so it's going to be the week before the playoffs and people are still going to have some bye week issues so uh yes but going back to week 13, it is late in the season. And if you, again, the perfect example is Josh Allen is, I know everyone's, you know, hated on him a little bit here and there for the turnovers and everything. Yeah, there's nobody within, I don't know, 30 fantasy points of him right now. But I did not include in that, though, the bye week, because right. he does have a bye week this week. But still, nonetheless, the number one player in fantasy is Josh Allen with Jalen Hurts right next to him and right now josh allen fantasy owners have been riding that gravy train but they're gonna have to replace him this week and if it's a two quarterback league it could get a little ugly so this is again where you need a little bit of luck of the gods out there but you also have to make really smart decisions and you know the boom bust play maybe this week is not the right play and you know zach i like to go for those big big plays but uh at this point when you have some certain players on the bye week, you cannot have zeros or you will lose and you will have a very low score total.
2: Right. No, it's, 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 this is a big one. This is like I said, and we, we've talked about it the last 10 minutes here just to start to show welcome to the playoffs. I mean, the playoffs might not have actually started in your league, but they have started in your league whether you like it or not for positioning and trying to get in or out of that playoffs let's get into some of the stuff from last week but we got to start with the black uh black friday game obviously dolphins and jets we always start a little bit with the local touch here and boy did we have it up with that as well lots of things happened in this game including that miami defense uh there as well Uh, nosy let's go over that a little bit before we get into basically what either helped you get the win last week or gave you that big fat l last week
3: isn't it nice though, just for the Dolphin fan that's listening? And I know we have a lot of Dolphin fans listening. How maybe, and I'm not throwing a jinx out here, but maybe how the tides have turned a little bit in just seeing how absolutely muddy the Jets are, oh, and how yes. now the, and now how the but that was the Dolphins for like the last twenty years. Perhaps, yeah. and that you'd expect the play that Javon Holland had on a hail mary, then he goes back ninety nine yards. That's the type of stuff that would have happened. Against the Dolphins, I no disrespect to uh, Kenyon Drake, I know what happened there. But more right. than anything, it is so nice to see that the Dolphins are the team right now on the rise, and and obviously the Jets are just pretty pathetic right now.
2: Well, let me stop you there for a second before you go into the numbers because if you saw afterwards, Miami Dolphins always post on Instagram and other social media, Mike McDaniel in the locker room after the game kind of giving his like game ball, gave a game ball to Javon Holland and all that stuff. And he made a comment in there that I think jumped over a lot of people's heads when he said this was not our Super Bowl. He was saying that the Jets beating the Dolphins would have been the Jets Super Bowl for the year. Like that would have been their big game for the season. And I thought that was awesome because you just said it great. This was normally the game. Where if the Dolphins won late in the season, we'd be jumping all and down up and down saying we beat the Jets, we knocked them out of the playoffs. That's a good season for us, even though we're not going anywhere. It is nice to see that fully turned around where Mike McDaniel really doesn't care about a win this late in the season. He's worried about the postseason. Give me some more, Mike McDaniel, all day long, seven days a week and twice on Sundays. I don't know if it's possible.
3: And I'm just this is obviously just radio talk, but is there such a thing as a lifetime contract because (laughs) I don't care what it is. You back up that Brinks truck and you buy that guy, the best house on whatever Island he wants to be on, on Mm -hmm. one of those streets down here in Fort Lauderdale or Miami. I don't care. Get him a helicopter to fly him from his home to the training facilities, to the stadium. We have one of the most exciting up and coming coaches and I hope you all see that this guy is just different and when I mean different he is different in all of the most tremendous ways this is one of the greatest thrills for a Dolphins fan because you know yeah you had Don Shula who is an all-time goat but right now since then you have a guy now I know it's early I know he has to win playoff games I don't care if you are watching him and you see his process how he speaks I mean obviously this show on hard knocks is really showing the best right this sign him forever the Dolphins (laughs) should never have another coach he's young for the next 25 years okay I'm done with that
2: no no I listen I kind of second everything you just said there uh but a lot of fans will probably jump on both of us saying win a couple playoff games maybe even a Super Bowl before you say that I'm ready to sign him up for a lifetime deal at this point too the guy wears capris on the sideline and makes it look good like, come he on. will
3: bring Super Bowls to this.
2: Then that's okay. all that matters down here. You win. You look at look at Eric's bolster. Eric bolster Eric Spolster won. He's the guy. He'll never be replaced down here until he wants to be. That's the new Eric bolster sitting there in Miami Gardens in Mike McDaniel. All right, so let's talk about a little bit of that game. Um, uh, and uh, I guess start with two of them because let me tell you this first half ended. He threw those two picks. This is before the Hail Mary, one of them was a pick six. I literally, at that point, I was throw up in my mouth thinking this is going to be the difference in the game. Then Javon Holland told me to calm down. He's got it taken care of. He'll run 99 yards back. But talk about Tua a little bit, and then, of course, those wide receivers. What's amazing is Tua obviously
3: did not have his best game. Nope. That's an understatement. It's a nice way of saying he did not have a good game. What's amazing from a fantasy perspective, Zach, Jalen Waddell had eight receptions, for 114 yards that's 22 fantasy points in a full ppr league tyreek the freak nine receptions 102 yards and a touchdown that's about 25 to 26 fantasy points so how wild is it that tua had such a poor game Yet the two wide receivers that one went into the first round in fantasy leagues and the other one in the third round in fantasy leagues are still maintaining that high level of fantasy stats. So that's how good these wide receivers are. And more of the point is, is that my God, when we've seen it when Tua has a good game, right? Hubba Bubba, my God, you know, Hill and Waddle are just going to have that much better of games. So as we go through the fantasy season, it's just weak. After week, this is why we're saying keep McDaniel here forever. Monster, by the way, was the best player on the field for the Crazy. offense. He had 20 rushes for 94 yards and two touchdowns. So even with Tua having a game with those two interceptions where he had in many leagues less than 10 fantasy points, his two-star wide receivers both had 22 and 25, and Radio Rahim had a monster game on the ground. Wow. When the Dolphins are bad, they are even good. That's ha- that, that's the lesson that we've learned here. That's the expectations of this offense. That's why it's being compared to, you know, the Rams type of offense when they were killing it with Warner, Holt, and Bruce with a little bit of Marshall Fuck, Now, I, they're not there yet, and those guys won a Super Bowl by one yard, Kevin right. Dyson. But right. listen, things are going good. No more jinxes. If you are a Dolphins fan, just keep enjoying the ride.
2: No, that's it, and and we can't forget about that Dolphins defense. We talked about Holland a couple times. He had that interception for the touchdown, went ninety nine yards. Jerome Baker had an interception in that game. They had two picks. They had seven sacks. They had a couple. You know, I don't even know if they had a fumble or not, a return. But the whole point is that defense. Also, if you started that Miami defense against the Jets, holy moly moly, another big week for you there. They were they were a
3: must start. We discussed right. it last week. I mean, who is Tim Boyle? Like seriously, right? Right? Really? And we saw who he is. He is not an NFL quarterback. And the Dolphins' fantasy points on the defense reflected in that.
2: Got to give you a little credit, though. I know that, you know, we've been talking about this guy since the beginning of the year. He's one of the nose picks of the year for you, Calvin Ridley and Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, listen, that team stinks. And I'm not expecting a lot from him. But I got, what, 16 or 17 points from him last week. Uh, Thank you for that. I needed that. And Garrett Wilson, please. Give me the garbage uh, yards and catches. I don't care if you have 10 catches for 55 yards and a touchdown every week until the season's over. Just get me that 15 to 18 points every week. I need it for the rest of the season.
3: You nailed it, man. Go down. Jets go down pretty badly. And then they have to throw the ball. And they're going to throw the ball to Garrett Wilson a lot. So last week, look, I'm not happy about it. You know, I'm that. There's a certain ego that I have to have on this show being, you know, The fantasy guy where, uh, you know, when I had Jalen Hurts as the nose pick of the year, that was just insane. When it was Aaron Jones, when he finished top three, that was insane. I have high expectations for my picks. I am not happy, but again, we know why this is going in, in the bad direction, Tim Boyle, but he had seven catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. So yeah, he had 19 fantasy last week in a PPR league, not Awful. Again, nope. I, not awful, but I am scared that you could start him any week against a good defense and it could be that really bad week. Right. And you cannot have that in the fantasy playoffs. So let's just see what happens. Uh Let's see the target share, the volume. And uh, I'm still starting Garrett Wilson, though, Zach, that's still happening for me.
2: Yep, definitely have to do that. Our, let's take our first uh, break here because then we'll come back. We'll talk about the Week 12 stuff that happened that either got you that win or loss. We'll go over some observations uh, the rest of this hour. We have a big hour number two coming up for you as well. Yes or no's, the sniff test, the picks of the week, getting you all set for the playoffs there. But we will take a quick break here. Zach and the Nose brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. If you're car shopping in this holiday season, we know you're busy. Tropical Chevrolet is going to have you in and out of there in under three hours. They're on Biscayne Boulevard and 88th Street, or you can go to the website, MiamiChevy.com. Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our priority. The week that was in observations, that's coming up next here on Zach.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello.
2: All right, back here on Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Uh, we did our whole first segment here on kind of the Dolphins and everything that went on last week, but we got to get into all the stuff that either, either got you that loss or that win in Week 12 going into Week 13. Nosy, let's go through Week 12 a little bit with some of the big guys that hurt you or helped you out to get you that win, to get you to week 13. Then we'll go into the Thursday night football game. And then obviously into all of our observations for week 13, but start us off with the week that was.
3: Yeah. The, the best of the best in terms of the quarterbacks really just came out to shine last week. Uh, Josh Allen. Again, everybody was nervous about Josh Allen. Zach, I had people asking me, do I bench a, you know, a, a Josh Allen for a, a CJ Stroud type, which I understand. But the answer is no, you do not. Guys, Josh Allen is the number one quarterback in fantasy, not just this year, because he is, and not just last year, because he was, and also two years ago, because he was. Let's be very straight. Josh Allen is the best fantasy quarterback, and he flexed this past week, 339 yards and two touchdowns in the air. But it was the nine rushes, 81 yards, and those two beautiful rushing touchdowns. What a huge week for him. Last week, and we're going to discuss about it this week. I know it's already old news, so I'll be quick. Dak Prescott's on fire. Okay, that's it. 331 yards and four touchdowns. Not yesterday, but last week. That's how good he was. And then Jalen hurt so good with another huge game. 200 yards in the air only. But my God, five total touchdowns. And I'm going to make an honorable mention because it's just – nice to see because right now the quarterback play in the NFL is really mediocre. That's what Tom Brady says. And he was was being very nice with that word mediocre. It's terrible, but to see CJ Stroud week in and week out, do it 304 yards, two touchdowns in the air, 47 yards on the ground and a touchdown as well. CJ Stroud is the future. And it's nice to say that because right now, there are a lot of subpar guys out there. Where Houston is looking real good with their pick, cough cough Carolina could have really used him on that right. one.
2: Already fired Frank Reich for that uh, position. I wonder if CJ Stroud was on Carolina would Frank Reich's love a job at this point? Like I, I wonder, I wonder where everything would have went that, and, and that if it's it's the Peyton Manning Ryan Leaf, you know, like not not saying either guy is Peyton Manning at this point, but. It's the guy that's blowing up versus the guy that can't do anything for that right. bad team we, right now. It's
3: like we have to be responsible and say, like everybody, like a Lewis Riddick out there who's you know jocking right. C.J. Stroud, and he's, then then you have to come out and say, oh, I'm not. It's not over for Bryce Young yet, and it's yeah. not. It's but not, not, but, but it but, is. Right? No, but there's you got a star in C.J. Stroud. I mean, we're the deep balls, the running, everything, reading his second reads, his third reads, just. What a feel for the game, whereas Bryce Young, yes, he doesn't have half the talent there. I I understand the offensive line's real bad, too. That that is a definite – it is – but that's a work in progress versus Mm -hmm. a future All-Pro probably this year, you know, a team just going in a skyrocketed direction, which we'll also talk about. But let's get back into the running backs from last week. I want to run through this as fast as possible. A player we will discuss on this show is Kieran Williams the running back for the Rams who comes off of an injury and I will not lie. I I told people I'd like to see him and his tart and his shares as he, you know, before you start him, what a mistake that was. I mean, 143 yards on 16 rushes and six catches for 61 yards and two touchdowns in the air, average, you know, around a 40 to 45. Are you kidding me? That is a player by the way, that I am high on for the future of this year i'm I'm high on him for next year he looks the part he's got the right offensive coordinator or coach in mcfay leading him so kyron williams if you have him and stuck out with him i hope you're listening and you're smiling ear to ear because you have a real running back one type of player on your team that came out of nowhere so uh, kudos and obviously start him right away uh, Christian McCaffrey just doing what Christian McCaffrey does: 114 <laughs> yards on the ground, 25 in the air, and two touchdowns. And Mazel Tov to Bijan Robinson! Did My it. God, he did it. Arthur Smith, you decided to get him the ball, and what happens? 91 yards and a touchdown on the ground, 32 yards off of three catches and a touchdown in the air. My God, you used a top ten pick, and you actually used a player, and then you actually won a game. It is mind blowing to me how they haven't. Figured out how to get him the ball sooner, but for his fantasy owners who went late first round or early second round, and they're still hovering because you had a really good draft. That's the type of performance that you were looking for. And I do hope and expect it to move forward as well. And then last, it was a very quiet week for the uh, wide receivers Zach in general, not one of those major blow up weeks. Like we saw last night out of a DK, but we'll get there last week, Mike Evans, six for 70 and two touchdowns. Rashi Rice, eight catches. You know, I like me, Rashi Rice, former yeah. nose pick of the week on a, on a big week. Eight receptions, 107 yards and a touchdown. And Zay Flowers, only five for 25 and a touchdown in the air. But it was that long touchdown on the ground that had him a touchdown. So Mike Evans, Rashi Rice and Zay Flowers, monster games in general. And at the end of the day, I'll only call out one tight end, It was Pat Freermuth, 11 targets, 9 receptions, 120 yards. Matt Canada fired, and all of a sudden, this offense actually could throw the ball down the field a little bit. Go figure. So he was a nice pick and a huge, huge waiver wire pickup for this week.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm still hanging on for dear life to Kyle Pitts, and I had Pat on my bench, and I really, after the first quarter, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like you got, I'm, I'm still trying every week that Kyle Pitts is going to have that week and he's not. And Pat Furman was sitting on my bench and, ah, uh, God, that hurt last week. Well, it hurt. You. Was this in the undefeated team? Yes, of course. If you made that
3: switch, would you have won your week? Yes, I would have. I feel bad for you, man. Yeah, it
2: would have. I like, but- I, it's not even. And Pat was in my starting lineup all week until the end when I couldn't pull the trigger. I just couldn't do it and I had to go with Kyle Pitts.
3: And now Mercury Morris is calling in right now on on the Kranz corner line, just laughing at you for that decision right now.
2: You started Kyle Pitts, and if you would have started Pat Firmou we still would have been undefeated going into this week. Yes, that's a stinky one at that point. All right, so we normally would get into observations of the week that was, but we did have a game last night. So let's talk about that real quick before we get into that. Because if you're a DK Metcalf owner or a quarterback owner in that, or CD Lamb owner. I mean, there's so many guys last night that had good games, including my my favorite kind of wine last night as well, Chardonnay. Like there's so much good stuff. Um, what'd you think about last night's game? What a hell of a start for some people in fantasy, unless you're starting, I guess, one of those defenses, right? Because then at that point, you got nothing, or Dallas's defense at that point. Seattle had about nine sacks.
3: Seattle, let's be clear. Nobody in the United States of America started Seattle's defense right, unless right. they stopped setting their lineup. That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> right. So, but I mean, what a game is right. Are you kidding me? 41 to 35 on what's usually a huge stinker on Thursday night football, where the players bodies and, and minds are simply not ready. The game planning, not ready. This was a shootout 76 points. So yes, What a start. This is one of those where I woke up this morning and I went on to my, you know, the live scoring from your fantasy sites and some teams are just so far ahead of some others right now. And that's a very rare thing. But yeah, I mean, look, let's start with Seattle. Geno Smith, a player that I saw benched in a lot of leagues, even two quarterback leagues. He just came out and the South Florida Express quarterback, 334 yards and three touchdowns. Man, Zach, look. We were just talking about mediocre quarterbacks, okay? And then you see someone like a Geno Smith get a three-year, $100 million contract. Now, yes, they lost that game last night, but they are still in the fight for the playoffs. And I'll just say, he looked great. And there's a reason why he got paid that much money because there are so few people who could do it right now in the world. And he proved in Dallas against a really good defense, like a really good defense. That he still has it and he deserves that payday. So kudos to you, Geno Smith. And if you started him, what a game for him! Uh, well, let's just jump into really the 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 madness that was DK Metcalf last night.
2: Right.
3: I think Thursday night has this special, you know, thing where some wide receivers just have beyond special nights. Do you remember DJ Moore's 200 and plus yard day and three touchdowns? Yeah. Well, Metcalf said. You know, let me get into that argument with you. He doubled his season total with touchdowns last night. Unbelievable. He's been a huge fantasy disappointment, in my opinion, because of how good he could be or should be. Right. But DK Metcalf owners last night got a lot of loving. Six catches, 134 yards, and three touchdowns. Phenomenal. Everybody saw JSN, the Ohio State rookie, What first round draft pick stud. He had a touchdown that was taken off the board and that was beyond close, but he still had outside of that catch of 30 yards and a touchdown. He still had seven catches for 62 yards, Tyler Lockett five for 47. And as you alluded to earlier, even against a really good team, Zach Chardonnay had a total of 99 yards and a touchdown. So when it comes down to a team that lost the game, man every seattle seahawk player that you likely started really blew up yeah but we're going to transition into who really really blew up on the dallas cowboys because this team at home is just lights out right it's now amazing
2: right it is truly amazing
3: dak prescott 299 yards and 3 touchdowns tony pollard 20 rushes, 68 yards, and one touchdown on the ground. He added 15 yards in the air. CD Lamb, I could talk about this guy forever. Zach, he is there. He's a ribbon, you know, wherever he's arrived. However you want to say it, he is a top 12 pick in every fantasy league easily next year. 17 targets, 12 catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. He added 30 yards on the ground as well. If you have C.D. Lamb, you are on a straight heater right now, okay? This guy is putting up monster numbers and is the only player – and I know A.J. Brown's right there. He's the only player in fantasy at the wide receiver position that I would want on my team besides Tyreek Hill. He ain't no Tyreek Hill, though. No, he's
2: not, right.
3: Fergie, the tight end, six catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks, who you started in a PPR league – Four receptions, 45 yards, and a touchdown. And you could sprinkle in a two-point conversion at the end. I know oh, yeah. You, Loved it. I, yep. I, I, uh, Loved your face is bright up. Right, so right. last night was one of those perfect examples of you woke up this morning and you're feeling great about yourself. Or in many leagues I saw where you went against a combination of a C.D. Lamb or a D.K. Metcalf, and you are just so in the hole right now. All I can say is you still have Sunday and you still have miracles, okay? But what a start for these two teams.
2: Yep, great Thursday night start for everybody out there. It was really a lot of fun to watch. All right, let's take another quick break here. We'll come back. We'll do some observations. we got uh, yes or no's coming up in hour number two. The sniff test, the picks of the week, everything. We are loaded. Loaded tonight, getting you ready for week 13 of the NFL season and fantasy football. This is Zach of the Nose brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Observations coming up next. All right, let's wrap up our number one here. It's Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. We've talked a lot so far. We got to get in some observations here. We'll start with this one, Nosy. Um, observation, basically number one in on our sheet this week Miami Dolphins and the Washington Commanders. Outside of it being a monster game, where the Dolphins, every week now is a monster game for the Dolphins to get these wins. Uh, Fantasy implications, what do you like here? What do you don't like in the Finns and Commanders?
3: It's amazing. I know I say it every week. I'm a broken record, and I do not care. The more we could talk about the Finns on a local radio show in this area is just a pleasure because it's just, again, I've done fantasy with you since the late 90s. We've been involved together with life, college, Right. I've never seen anything so wild in my life. And each week we have to have a discussion about a few different players. And this week is no different. So uh, let's dive in. Yes. Right now, the uh, Finns are what? We're eight and three. Right. Correct. Correct. Uh You're going against a commander's team that is very poor, especially on the defense, especially they traded their best defensive lineman before the, uh, before the trade line deadline in, Uh, Chase Young, and uh, Josh Sweat. So, wow, what an opportunity for the Finns to come out and just lay it on the commanders, and I'm just hoping they do so. So, this week is no different, but we will talk about that one player, and we're going to get into it right now. You're obviously going to start your starters, guys. Tua, Waddle, Hill, No-Brainers, Radio Raheem, no brainer. But the question week in and week out is now, do we start a trainer or not? Okay, so last week he didn't play. Is that correct? Right. Two weeks ago he comes in and he gets a little tweak and he he doesn't play. It's a scary situation because last week I just said it in the last segment. A few people came up to me and was like, what do you think of Chiron Williams? And I said, I'd rather him come out, show me that he's the man there before you start him. That was a nosebleed. Right. He came out like a bat out of hell. But I'm doubling down. I still don't believe you should start a chain unless you really have to do to buy bi-weeks because you're a thin team because of injuries. The answer to me – now, I, again, we don't even know if he's 100% playing at this point, although I believe he is leaning towards playing. So – I prefer you to keep him on your bench as long as you have a safer play. I do not want what happened two weeks ago to happen where he comes in or they slowly work him in. They don't, in theory, need to push him against the commanders. They don't, in theory, need to. So I expect six to seven rushes, maybe two to three receptions. And yeah, we know how talented he is. He can break one. But for now, I'm leaning towards benching him until he shows us otherwise. Until he says, put me in your lineup. So I am saying to do that. So play A-chain only if you have to. It is too risky for my taste. But other than that, man, the Finn should have a really good game. But there's
2: another... Yeah, No, but I'm just jumping in here because I got a feeling the Dolphins are basically thinking the same as you the Dolphins don't necessarily need him versus their commanders this week uh, as much as they're going to need him in three or four weeks down the line fully healthy when you get in that playoff run so I got to think that your fantasy outlook on this is the same football outlook that the team is looking at also where it's if we need to get him a couple touches just to make his feet wet and make him feel better that's fine but after about 10 touches in that game he's out and if I'm the coach if I'm the offensive coordinator if I'm that running backs coach I'm all looking together going 10 touches max, pull him out. Let's just get his feet wet, get him ready to go because we're going to need him in a couple weeks. And it stinks for fantasy owners like that. But if, if if two weeks from now, you know, you're playing that Titan team and H, A-Train's ready to go and rock and roll, and I think you'll see a heavier load this week, I think you're right. Knows. I think it's going to be a small load, 10 touches, 12 touches, whatever it is. Maybe two of those are catches out of those touches, and that's it. Pull him out of the game.
3: Before we get into the Redskins, I do, uh, called them the Redskins. Yes, I did. I've done I'll it 40 them times. Red- right. I don't care. Right. Uh, it's our show and we could say the Redskins. When have but, we ever
2: said anything right? Exactly.
3: But I got to say, you really sounded intelligent there for a minute. Like, did you black out like uh, Frank the Tank when he's doing, uh, you know, that's how you debate? Because you just said everything and I agreed with everything you said and you sounded intelligent.
2: Where are we? What time is
3: it? Are you okay? No, not okay. no. Yes, I'm you're home, right. Oh yeah. What if yeah. if there's any sense that is made, the analogy of fantasy to NFL with a train. And by the way, that's the second point is we we are calling them a chain, a train. We're going to change it up because again, Everybody, we don't care. Right, exactly. But you you nailed that on the head. Uh, It's one of those things where the the Dolphins shouldn't need to push him, get him back in there, get him acclimated to the game, the speed again, but keep him very healthy going into next week. I totally agree with you, but now there's the other side of the ball. If the Dolphins are going to score and they will score, let me tell you something. The Redskins are going to throw the ball and Sam Howell is a chucker of the football. He's a guy who could make a lot of mistakes, but he's also a guy who is not afraid to throw it down the field. He's not a guy who's afraid to run for a touchdown. So if you have Howell in a two quarterback league, especially that is a great second quarterback. And if, for example, you have a Lamar Jackson, or if you have a Josh Allen, Sam Howell is a wonderful play because the the, the script of this game is looking like the dolphins are going to come out and score and the commanders are going to have to come back and catch up and catch up. So if you have a Howell, a Brian Robertson Jr., a Scary Terry, those guys are all starters. And man, the tight end position is really bleak, memph bleak. And in that case, I would go Logan Thomas a little bit if you had to, uh, because I do believe he might have a good game as well. So I expect this to be a high scoring game. And I expect that the commanders offensive players against a good defense will still get theirs because That's how the game script is going to be going.
2: I totally agree with that as well. Look at us. We did an entire hour and really didn't even get into observations as much as we wanted to. That means that hour number two is going to be jam bleeping packed at that point. Yes or no's more observations, the sniff test, the picks of the week. That's all coming up in hour number two. This is Zach and the nose fantasy football show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Listen. It's the holiday season. You're going to go car shopping. Tropical Chevrolet understands it. They're going to have you in and out of there in under three hours. It's on Biscayne Boulevard, 88th Street. You can click MiamiChevy.com also to see all the inventory. Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers, is our priority. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up next.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?